Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English top four leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for tuning in as ever. We've got an action-packed show lined up for you today, we've got the Premier League, we've got the FA Cup, Championship, League One, League Two, Fantasy Football, Blumin, uh, Bomb Proof Trebles... <laughs> So much I can't even get my words out. Yeah, way, way, way too much entertainment packed into one show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so without any further ado, we'll crack straight on into the Premier League, and we'll go straight to the Hawthorns for the twelve thirty on Saturday kickoff. It's West Brom at home to Liverpool. The Baggies five to one, the draw seven to two, and Liverpool the favourites one to two. Is this the weekend? The baggies go down because they had a great win last weekend against Man United. They did. Um, and I actually watched the game. Sure, United had a lot of the ball, but didn't really throw at West Brom, did they? They didn't do too much. Yeah, Darren Moore's come in. Um, you know, initially it's a temporary thing. And a lot of the times, temporary managers means temporary. Sometimes it, it means, you know, an ongoing interview. They're kind of thinking about putting them in the job. But mm. I don't think anyone thought Moore was going to do as well as he has done in his in his first two games. And yeah, West Brom looked to turn the corner. But you know, the realistic realistic thing is that they're still going to go down, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely they are. But it's just frustrating, isn't it, from their point of view? Because you think if they've made the change maybe a month earlier than they did, they could have a fighting chance of actually staying up this season. Yeah, and that that's exactly what you've been saying, right? You were saying for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks running up to the Pardew sacking, is this the week? Is <laughs> yeah, this the yeah, week? Yeah, I was. But um, no, they, they've kind of paid the price there for being slow. I can understand why they're hesitant to sack another manager because it doesn't look good if you have three managers of your club in one season, does it? But... Um, Great win last weekend. Too little, too late. This weekend, do you reckon there could be a chance they could get a result here? I'm actually looking down the uh, the line of the double chance for West Brom at 31-20. to 20, And that's mainly because I feel like Jurgen Klopp will have a big eye on Tuesday night's semi-final in the Champions League against Roma. So I'm expecting a lot of changes. I'm expecting the big players to probably be rested, maybe come on as a sub. Um, so I'm not expecting Salah, Firmino to play um, because you wouldn't want to risk him, I don't think. I agree. Um, I think Klopp will rest. I can see where you're coming from. I can see the angle on the West Brom double chance. I actually like Liverpool still, even if it's you know Solanke and Ings and, and those kind of players, Clavin, all, all those kind of players are still... Still fancy Liverpool to do the business one to two against a defence that has been absolutely hapless all season. Moore will definitely, you know, come into it with confidence. Um, I really like Aaron Moore, despite the fact he played for Derby. But I still like Aaron Moore. <laughs> and, um, I hate hate to predict it, but I think Liverpool will win. Okay, I'm happy to go against you here and go with the West Brom double chance. But um... it won't be the first or last time we've gone. Gone against each other, buddy. No. Remember when Newcastle were going to go down and Rotherham weren't going to finish in the top half? <laughs> yeah, um, I've lost a few of those this season, <laughs> haven't I? 
Just a few. I've forgotten anyway, about them. I've forgotten about them as well. Oh, well. I, oh, don't worry. I didn't. Of course you, of course Let, you Let's save you the embarrassment. Let's, let's move on to Vicarage Road. Yes, so... Watford are at home to Crystal Palace. Watford are fifteen to eight. The draw eleven to five, and Palace are six to four. Now this is the only Premier League three o'clock on Saturday. Do you know what? I told you Watford would lose last week to Huddersfield. You did. You did. <laughs> See, profit chasers. He's not wrong all the time. I promise. <laughs> Called that one successfully. Um, yeah. Really poor result, wasn't it? It was. In in a pretty bad bad game, really. But, uh, yeah, Watford, we were kind of, you know, talking about how good they've been at home, weren't we? Um, they've actually only got one point from their last two home games. Haven't now won in five, in home and away. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good, is it? No, it's very beachy, like we said last week. I remember Watford doing this last season, though. Last season, they got to 40 points, and then they just completely tailed off in the last kind of 10 weeks of the season, um, and ended up finishing, what was it, maybe a, a place or two outside the re- outside the relegation zone? Very, very yeah. close. But it's looking that way again. There just seems to be a lot of complacency setting in around the club. And they need to be careful, alright? So they're on 37 points. Southampton are occupying the last relegation spot currently they're on 28 points but they do have a game in hand so if Southampton were to win that game they're on 31 all of a sudden it's six points and Mm. anything can happen that six points is not a lot um with you know four games to go especially in the form and the attitude that Watford have um going back to the game I think the complete opposite attitude can be found in the Crystal Palace players. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, and even Zahar's responded to your criticism that he didn't score enough, popped up on Saturday yeah. with two goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still... I'm still... The jury's still out for me um, on Zahar. I, I still don't see him being this, you know, top, top level player. But um, he's certainly doing the business for Palace right now and... They really need him. He's probably the most important player to any team in the Premier League right now. Mm. Yeah. Palace are going to be so much more up for this than Watford. And actually, I'm going to say Palace are going to win this one at 6-4. to four. There's nothing that I've seen from Watford in the last month that makes me want to back them. No. I hate backing Watford regardless. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. And, nice. Bag of rebels. You know, they never keep the same team. They never keep the same shape. It, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, Palace as well for me, 6-4. to four. Um, I think playing playing at home, they are slightly stronger. But uh, away from home, they're handy as well. So, yeah, Palace for me. Okay, then. Right, the next game is on Sunday. And that's Arsenal against West Ham. Uh, Arsenal are the favourites 1-2 to two, the draw 10-3 to three, and the Hammers 5-1 to one. this for me is a tough game to call um, we said last week that we expected Newcastle to beat Arsenal because Arsenal have got actually the worst away record out of any football league club in 2018 it's abysmal much better side at home but on the flip side 
Wenger said the Europa League is the absolute priority this season. Um, and they play Atletico Madrid on Thursday. So it's kind of similar to the Liverpool situation here. Are they going to rotate a lot of players with with the cup game in mind? Um, and then that opens the door to West Ham potentially getting something out of this game if they do so. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I trust Liverpool's second string a hell of a lot more than I trust Arsenal's. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if Arsenal do play a second string, I think it could be, you know, quite a quite a close game. West Ham have been really poor, though, haven't they? They've won one in the last six at home to a hapless Southampton. Uh, could only manage a draw at home to Stoke um, on Monday night. That was a huge opportunity. And Arsenal have been absolutely delightful at home, um, especially against the smaller teams. A little bit of a, a blip um, the other week. Uh, we spoke about Southampton CSK. But I do expect them to come back and win this game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do. But um, I'll just err on the side of caution. Perhaps wait for the team sheets oh, to come out for this one. Giant. Gigantically, um, a price that I did quite like the look of. West Ham to score over 0.5 goals is well, it's not the best price in the world, but it's four to nine. Should happen. I think yeah. they'll score. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they'll get at least one. Um, so that may be a route to go down if you're not bothered about getting great value. Um, the other one thirty kickoff on Sunday is Stoke at home to Burnley. So Stoke are five to four. The draw is nine to four, and Burnley are nine to four as well. Somebody tell me why Burnley are over two to one for this game against a woeful Stoke side. I'm gonna snap up these odds for Burnley all day long. Because Stoke have been in the Premier League longer. <laughs> we, la- we, la- we laugh, we laugh, but it's you know you're probably it's right. True. Yeah. It's true. They they used to be good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Burnley have won five on the bounce. Yeah, Burnley used to be awful. You can look at the stats for Burnley and they're so impressive. Won five in a row, three away wins in a row, lost just one of the last nine. And if you're looking at these away wins they've had recently, 3-0 against West Ham, 2-1 against West Brom, 2-1 against Watford. They've been ruthless, clinical, against these lower half teams that are in poor form. And I can see them doing exactly the same to Stoke as well. Well, I don't know how anyone can back Stoke. They've won one in the last 16 games. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible. Two in the last 20. Absolutely awful. Um, Five to four. I, I mean, it's a good price for Stoke, but I'd be looking at for eight to one for them at the moment especially <laughs> with you know Crouch did get a goal but you're looking at Crouch and Mama Juf up front and these options they've probably got one of the bluntest attacks in the whole league Yeah, and that's what's missing us and team that with a shocking back line and yeah it's, it's not looking good Burnley an absolute snip here yeah it's amazing to think as well isn't it that Last season, Burnley only actually had one league away win and they just got seven points on the road. It's such a transformation. Such a transformation. And, you know, we sound like we're 
kind of uh, using hindsight here, but I remember me and you spoke um, towards the start of the season on the show. Uh, we said Burnley have gone up another level oh, yeah. from last season. Absolutely. And they just continued to keep moving forward. And you know they've got strikers, Barnes, Wood, Vokes, all very similar. Not a lot of mobility. You know, Lennon on a downward spiral in Kudu, not really known for much. Goodmanson was mm. from League One. It's just, it's a big kind of mismatch, but it works so, so well. It absolutely works so well. Um, interesting point I just wanted to get your take on that I heard from Stuart Pearce in the week. It's all about teams in the Premier League who their managers have never really come under the threat of the sack. So we're looking at the three promoted sides, Brighton, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and then Bournemouth, Burnley. Five teams there in the Premier League, their managers have never really been threatened with the sack at all this season, even when they've gone on bad spells. And they're all now, you're going to say, comfortably safe. Huddersfield, you know, a little bit of doubt, but they should, after that win, probably be safe. Is there a lesson to be learnt? From other clubs like Southampton changed their manager, Stoke changed their manager, West Brom changed their manager twice, Swansea changed their manager, Palace changed their manager, and they're all struggling. They're all still down there. Well, some of them have improved. Some of them are improved. I can tell you now, Paul Clement's still in charge of Swansea. They're gone. It's case by case. I really like it when you know people stick to a manager. But what I would say is these are managers who have been given time, been given, you know, two, three, even four transfer windows, and that includes two summers. Um, and it's these are managers with a clear way of playing, a clear philosophy and a clear target. So you look at how possession, um, attacking football, you look at Sean Dyche, very organised, very tough to beat. Um, look at Wagner, high pressing, high energy, kind of, you know, Heavy metal football, I think it's been kind of nicknamed. And it's case by case because you look at Swansea under Clement and they, they stopped playing for him. They stopped yeah. playing for him. And uh, and Carvajal comes in, great new um, enthusiasm, new kind of attitude and outlook and lifts the players. And now Swansea look like they're going to be safe. So I think it's case by case. But I get what Psycho's saying. And, uh, yeah. He's one of my favourite all-time ever players, so I'm never going to uh, go against him. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on then to what is surely going to be a party atmosphere at the Etihad. It's Man City at home to Swansea. City are an extremely short one to seven. The draw seven to one, and Swansea fourteen to one. Um, cue the party atmosphere. I expect City to win. I don't think they'll take the foot off the gas too much, um, even though they have wrapped up the title. I expect probably a few rotations, but I think Guardiola will want them to chase down that record Premier League points total. Yes, he will. And uh, by all accounts, even though we're talking about Swansea like they're you know, as safe as it gets, you, know, you have to remember Swansea haven't won in their last five. Um, that's including... Home game to Everton, game against West Brom, game against Huddersfield. Um, so, you know, some winnable games in there. Um, yeah, I think Man City will uh, comfortably win this one. 
Absolutely. Um, the final Premier League game then is Monday night, 8 o'clock. It's Everton at home to Newcastle. Everton 13 to 10, the draw 9 to 4, and Newcastle 21 to 10. Um, for me, I've got Newcastle double chance, which is 4 to 7. So, not amazing odds, but Newcastle have won four in a row. It's a great run that's lifted them to safety, and Everton are just meh, really, aren't they? Just meh. Yeah, very. Um... Just a very indecisive feel at the club. They sent an online survey out, didn't they? To the fans? To all the fans yeah. about Sam Allardyce. And just how weird is that? Um, it just feels weird. like everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens. And yeah, Newcastle can certainly capitalise. Um, you know, they've kept two clean sheets out of the last four. They've scored eight goals in the last four, an average of obviously two a game. So... Yeah, they're they're doing all the right things right now, and why not? Why not have Newcastle, if not to win at twenty-one to ten? Double chance is obviously a much safer bet and something that I really fancy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that wraps up the Premier League for this weekend. There's a couple of FA Cup matches which we'll look into now. So the first one on Saturday at five fifteen, live on BBC One is Man United at home to Spurs. United are 11 to 5. The draw is 23 to 10 and Spurs are 5 to 4. Now you were just saying to me off air, I don't think you I've ever seen Man United at those kind of long odds. Unbelievable. Like 11 to 5 is just absolutely crazy odds. Um you know, it's very tempting. It's very tempting, but uh this is obviously at Wembley. Spurs are basically at home. Yeah. Huge pitch. Requires a lot of fitness, a lot of intensity, a lot of speed. I just don't see that from United. I just don't see the intensity. Um, they're, they're obviously coming off the back of a victory away at Bournemouth. Um, by all accounts, you know, a nice routine. Uh, Lukaku notching a goal there. Uh, Tottenham, not in action. So, uh, plenty of uh, rest period for them. I would go for Spurs 5-4. to four. I think it'll be a very good semi-final. Um, and I think whoever wins this will probably go on and win the, win the uh, competition. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that one. Um, I just think if United can play how they did in the second half against City, they'll have such a good chance of winning this match. But, this is Tottenham's big chance, isn't it? A lot of people say, you know, they're great, love the manager, love the team, love how they're progressing, but they need to start winning trophies. This is such a good opportunity for them to kind of get that little monkey off their back and start something. Um, Vertonghen said he reckons if they win the FA Cup, it will start the glory years for Spurs and then loads more will come. Perhaps I, it- do you what? <laughs> Why not? I remember... When Man City came um, to, you know, into contention for trophies after uh, Sheikh Mansour, that all started with an FA Cup win over Stoke. Mm. They won the FA Cup. The following year, they won the league, and it just breathes a winning mentality, and it yep. just kick starts. You know, people start think everyone shuts up, everyone takes you a bit more seriously. 
and the players take themselves a bit more seriously, instills confidence. Listen, Tottenham may not have the riches of Man City, but they're doing a hell of a lot of other things, right? So Absolutely. Jan Vertonghen may, may hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, this first one is just so important, isn't it? Once you can get the first, like you say, gives you the confidence to get more um, and the hunger to get more. I think it's such a tough one to call. <laughs> really is. I wouldn't want to pick a side, to be honest. I'll give you two reasons why I think Spurs will win this. Number one, Pochettino versus Mourinho. Mourinho is going to park the bus. He's going to make it difficult for his forward players to get into the game. And number two, when they're not in the game, Kane is still capable of scoring. In my opinion, when United aren't a dominant force, Lukaku is next to useless. So for me, I think Spurs will be more dominant and Lukaku is going to have to do a lot more on his own which he's not capable of. They're the two reasons why I'd go for Spurs. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough, indeed. Going to be a great tie, nonetheless. We'll move on to the second one, which is Chelsea against Southampton on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Chelsea 4-9, the draw 10-3, and Southampton 6-1. For me, Chelsea 4-9, especially after Southampton absolutely blew their two-goal lead at home to Chelsea um, last weekend, and Chelsea ended up winning 3-2. That is such a sucker punch for Southampton. It really is. It's one of those results where you think, wow, that's a kind of a turning point, and that's where yeah. it all kind of went wrong, and they went de- they go down, and the season falls apart. Yeah, that was a huge, huge moment in Southampton's season, and in everyone's season in around the uh, bottom three. Chelsea have been awful, haven't they, this season, really? Yeah, um, it's It's not been great, but I expect them to to beat, beat Southampton. I think there'll be um, better big game management from Chelsea. I think some of the big players will come to the forte. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I expect Chelsea to win. It won't be easy, but I think they'll win. Yeah, me too. Um, we'll move on then to the Championship. Do you want to get us kick-started with something you fancy from here? Yeah, so I can absolutely get us started in the championship. So I'm going to start off the beginning of the championship tips with the end of the program, pretty much. Uh, This is a Saturday 7.45 kickoff. They're at home to Forest. Um, Cardiff are obviously in a good position to be promoted automatically. And even though they had a bit of a problem um, against some of the bigger sides, so they had a game against Wolves, which they obviously famously lost. Um, Villa away, they lost. They did bounce back and beat uh, Norwich 2-0 away. They're 1-2 at home to a Forest side that just broke the uh, club record for the longest uh, period of time without scoring a league goal uh, before scoring two in the last two minutes to win on Saturday. Cardiff will win this nice and comfortable. I don't think Forrest will really lay a glove on them. Yeah, I agree. Um, It always seems to be that one, Cardiff beat Forrest, and two, Neil Warnock, no matter what side he's in charge of, always seems to beat Forrest. Yeah, Forrest, as Tom said, lost on their last four visits, and uh, Warnock has always been a a thorn in the side. So, one to two, I, I don't think it's that bad we've seen Cardiff no, at worse odds this yeah, season yeah. 
Because this, in my eyes, is is guaranteed a nailed-on victory. Nailed this, on. this is such a huge banker. Yeah. Um, I'll go to the already promoted side in the championship for my pick. Um, and that's Wolves away at Bolton. And Wolves are actually a pretty good price. They're evens, which is actually quite good considering the prices that we've seen them at this season. I think I remember one weekend they're about 1-6 to six at home. I'm kind of assuming it's because they've already sewn up promotion. However, I think they're going to have too much quality for a Bolton squad that are scrapping down there for their lives. But Wolves have got that 100 points target in their mind. They want to wrap up the title, get to 100 points, I'm sure, and really make a statement. This is this is a test of mentality. That's all it is. Yeah. This game will come down to who wants it the most. If Wolves are going to take their foot off the gas and allow Bolton to play their kind of relegation fight in style, um, if Wolves want to play, they'll win this game no problem. And uh, evens is an unbelievable price. This this has the potential of you backing it at evens, looking at your phone an hour in and Wolves being 4 0 up and thinking this is the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. It also has the potential to look at it and Bolton be winning 1-0 with two minutes to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Because Wolves haven't turned up because they're, they're still hungover from the week before or whatever. Yeah. It's one of them and it's yeah, a yeah. mentality game. Yeah, you're spot on. Absolutely spot on. This <laughs> um, is true. Yeah, you're right. I do think Wolves will have too much for them and uh, I don't think Nuno will let the players... You know, he'll, he'll want professionalism, he'll want 100 points and he'll make damn sure they, they perform out on the pitch, I'm sure. Um, any more from you? Yes, um, I'm looking at Ipswich Town. So Ipswich obviously had that sudden departure of Mick McCarthy, didn't they, last week? Hilarious um, departure of Mick McCarthy as well. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I love that bloke. If we didn't have Karanka, I would love him to take over Forest. I think he's a great character, great, yeah. great manager as well at championship level. And uh, they've got a very tough game at home uh, this week. They've got Aston Villa. Villa, they're they're going to fight to the end, aren't they? They uh, they're four points off Cardiff, and Cardiff have got a game in hand. But Villa will keep going. Um, you know, Steve Bruce is will make sure that they're three to four away at Ipswich. It's which are arguably one of the most on the beach teams um, in the league, especially with the McCarthy departure. It just feels like they're waiting for the season to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you'll get Villa three to four, quite comfortable winners actually. I think this will, you know, be two three to nil. Yeah, I think they'll win, and I think Villa will be really kicking themselves at the run they had in kind of middle of March time. They lost at home to QPR. Do you remember three one? Then the next game, they lost away at Bolton. Then the game after that, they drew away at Hull. That's three teams you really should be beating if you're in their position and you've got the quality that they have got. Um, And if they had the extra points, they'd be right up there in second place looking at the Premier League right now. But fine fine margins and all that, eh? (laughs) Easy to say. Yeah, well, you're spot on because in that run that you spoke about, they beat Wolves 4-1, beat Cardiff and beat Leeds. Leeds may not be the, the best team in the league, but you know certainly better than uh, 
Bolton, Hull and QPR. And yeah, it seems like they have a problem against the smaller teams. Hopefully uh, they don't have that problem on Saturday. I, I don't think they will. No, me neither, me neither. Um, for me, I just want to talk about Sunderland at home to Burton. Sunderland 19-20 to 20 for this one. Um, what a huge game for both sides. Huge, huge game. Um, Sunderland currently prop up the table. They're on 34 points and 6 away from safety. Burton 23rd, they're on 35 points and 5 away from safety. A draw kind of suits nobody here, does it? <laughs> someone, someone needs to win. Um, whoever loses is going to go down. If it's a draw, it pretty much consigns them both to relegation. Yeah. They both need to go for the win. I think it will, well, should be an entertaining game. Yeah, it should be an entertaining game. <sighs> Sunderland, unbelievable. They're facing Accrington Stanley away next season. No disrespect to Stanley, but it's not, it's not a fixture you thought Sunderland would be facing if you rewind the clock two years. No, no. Um, yeah, it's a huge game. I'm going to... I may surprise some people. I'm going to go for Burton. Yeah. Reason being, reason being, Burton have a very sneaky habit of winning away in these big games. I've only got two examples, granted. <laughs> however, however, they went away to Bolton. I remember I fancied Bolton very heavily. And they won one nil. Burton won one nil. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Dyer scored twenty third minute. Bolton by far and away the better team. They went away at Barnsley on a Tuesday night. Absolutely gigantic game. One two one. Stuck the lead in the first minute. Scored on forty five. Barnsley won the second half, but it wasn't enough. Burton. Just have a knack of pulling it off. And Sunderland at home, with the fans, with the negativity, a win against Derby in their last game for Burton. I would side with Burton Albion. I really would. They're 14 to 5. I fancy them to pull it off. Wow. Wow. I'm just going to go down the route of both teams to score here. I think that for me is the safest one to go down. Uh, I can see your thoughts and reasoning behind Burton. But for me, both teams to score at a price of 7-10 to 10 is uh, the way I'd go here. Yeah, and that is the safe bet. But I was looking into it and I was just imagining the pressure that that Sunderland team is going to be under. Oh, but, and they're going to go there, you know, they're going to want to win and they're going to feel a bit of pressure, but all the pressure's on Sunderland, all of it. If Burton um, score pretty early doors... Oh. Now, gee, you wouldn't want to be in that stadium, would you? Oh my God, no. <laughs> no. That atmosphere no. would be and toxic. Yeah, I just feel like Burton, when the pressure's off them, they, they just pull it out of nowhere and I've got hardly any form. I've got hardly any proof to back me up apart from those two occasions. Um, but yeah, Burton Albion for me, 14 to 5. A little outsider. Absolutely. Um, I've got no more for the champ. Don't know about yourself. 
no, no more for the championship. You can uh, get us kicked off in League One. Rightio, then I will do. Um, I'm going to go for. We'll get the obvious one out of the way here. Shrewsbury at home to Bury, priced at two to five. Um, not the greatest price whatsoever, but the Shrews really need to bounce back from a midweek home defeat to Charlton. Because at the moment, it's really looking like they're going to have to take the playoff route if they're going to get promoted into the championship. Um, Bury are down. Shrewsbury, as I say, they're in third place still. They're five points off Blackburn in second place um, with four games each to play. So they really need to just keep the pressure on, keep winning the games. That's all they can do and just hope that Blackburn slip up. Um, but it's a shame for Shrewsbury, isn't it, that it is looking like they're going to have to take the lottery of the playoffs after such a good season. But they should have enough after, quality to, uh, to win. I know. It's heartbreaking. I mean, without sounding like we know everything, uh, we clearly don't. <laughs> you know, we, said, we said that they're going to have a... You know, they're going to just come up short. Nine times out of ten, the better teams with the better players come to the top, don't they? And yeah. We said it would be a straight yeah. fight between Wigan and Blackburn, ultimately, with Shrewsbury probably top of the playoff pack. And it looks like we got that one right. We, yeah. we, I'm still gunning for Shrewsbury to complete the, the amazing season that they've given us so far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's the shortest price we've seen Shrewsbury at all season, but I think they will win. Yeah, um, me too. But that's the thing. If there's any justice, they'll win the playoffs. But um, as you know, there's no justice in playoffs half the time. It's a complete lottery. Um, form kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? But we shall yeah. see. Yeah, we shall. Um so one game that I looked at that I did like the look of, um, it's not the strongest tip I've ever come out with, um, but I think Scunthorpe United yep. haven't tipped Scunthorpe in a long, long time, to be honest. Tom is obviously infamous for having them both teams to score. It pretty much happens every single week. Um, they are facing a Warsaw team in, in danger of going down. Um, Rochdale, as me and Tom predicted, rose from the ashes <laughs> completely out of nowhere and now one point off Oldham in the final relegation spot. Um, they've got the former momentum. Warsaw do not. Uh, they're slumping down the table and they are travelling away at Warsaw who, I don't know how, they are still clinging on to that playoff spot. Uh, but they are, they're clinging on and they got a very impressive 1-0 away win at Charlton um, the other week and I think at 8-11 to 11, it's not the best price you'll see but I think you will see a home win. Yeah, I'd agree. I was absolutely shocked to see that Scunthorpe-Charlton wasn't both teams to score. Absolutely, it was absolutely been, unbelievable. That would have been the, the most gigantic banker in the world. Yeah. Wow, but there you go. I think Scunthorpe will win this one as well. I, I, I'm going to say again, actually, I don't think this will be both teams to score. I think Scunthorpe will probably win this one to nil. Walsall are terrible. Terrible. Yeah, awful. They're, they're in the kind um, of form which sees you sleepwalk into relegation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Oztuma, 
obviously got into uh, into League One Team of the Year. They're pretty much pinning all the hopes on him, aren't they? And even yeah. if they they do survive, it's unlikely going to keep hold of him. No, um, you're right. So yeah, he is their their ray of light. But um, yeah, I fully expect Scunthorpe to win. And yeah, apart from both teams to score, I don't think we've tipped them for a while, have we? No, we haven't. Um, I'm going to be looking at a club which has actually ended the season with a flourish. Um, that's Doncaster Rovers. They're at home to Oxford and they're priced at evens. Oxford have only won once since Carl Robinson has taken over. They've not really been the best. They're probably going to have enough to be safe, but not the best start to his reign, really. Doncaster, on the other hand, four wins, three draws, two losses from their last ten, and just one home league defeat since the 21st of October. So they're really, really strong at home, and I think they're going to have too much to beat a pretty out-of-form Oxford side. Yeah, Oxford, again, another team. They're not necessarily safe. Four points, and Rochdale have got a game in hand. Yeah. So, nearly everyone, actually. Uh, Oxford in 17th. Below them, Wimbledon, Walsall, Oldham, Rochdale, and MK Dons all have a game in hand on them. So, it's scary times for Oxford, and mm. uh, they just don't seem to have the... You know the cohesion or the fight at the moment, do they? No. Uh, to be in that kind of challenge, and I do think they'll have one more win and they're safe. But um, you know, we, I can't see FC Wimbledon going on too much of a run, nor Walsall, nor Oldham, nor nor MK Dons. I think they've probably done enough, but it's going to be tight. Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, so we're staying kind of. Uh, in the relegation scrap and we're also revisiting the promotion scrap it's two teams with very different agendas it's Northampton Town and Plymouth Argyle so Northampton are the home side they're 21 to 10 the draw is 5 to 2 and Plymouth are 6 to 5 Plymouth are tied on points for that final promotion spot they're currently outside of it on goal difference but they do have a game in hand over Scunthorpe and, crucially, two over uh, Portsmouth, who are behind them in eighth. This is a huge opportunity for the Pilgrims to bring home that three points against the Northampton team that is pretty much do or die. Um, they are four points adrift of Oldham. Plymouth been fantastic uh, recently. Northampton, less so. Uh, one defeat in the last 12 for Plymouth. That was away at Charlton. They are better at home, but I think they should be uh, too much for Northampton to handle. Completely agree. Northampton's home form has been absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible for a long time now. Um, they're down for me already. I'm happy to write them off. Um, just three games left for them of the season. That's including the one this weekend, so after this one, just two two games left. You just look for some fight, don't you? Especially when they sacked Jimmy Floyd, got in a new caretaker manager, and there's been no spark whatsoever. They've just continued being crap. Um, the squad they've got, they should be ashamed because they've got a good enough squad to compete in this league. Yeah, um, it's by no means a promotion squad, but it's definitely... Um, too good for where they are at the moment, but you're never too good to go down. That's so right, Tommy. I think you, you finish where you deserve to finish. So, yeah, 
uh, for me, I think Plymouth six to five, good price, and I think it will win. Yeah, I agree. So I think that wraps up League One. You got anything else to add? Nobody ready for uh, League Two. Right, League Two. I started League One. Kick us off with the fourth tier, my friend. The fourth tier. Okay. We are going to start at the bottom of the country. Uh, We're going to look at Exeter. So Exeter are well, well, well in the promotion hunt. They are fourth in the league currently. They are chasing that final automatic promotion spot. They're trying to hunt down Wickham Wanderers. They're at home this week. They're against Crawley. Crawley, not long ago. They're on a great run. Me and Tom love capitalising on their, on their form. But recently, it's tailed off. Uh, it's just one win in their last nine games now. Um, away from home especially, uh, they have been very, very poor. And they are going away to an Exeter side that is just full to the brim of goals. Um, and they got a very, very impressive uh, draw away at Accrington to postpone their promotion party. They'd be uh, fighting Chesterfield 2-1 at home on Tuesday night and they're 4-5. to five. I think that is a fantastic price. Yeah, agree. Great price. Definitely should win. Just one home loss in the league since the 21st of October for Exeter. They're one of the strongest home teams in League 2. So always a pretty safe bet at home, especially against a team like Crawley who are just meh. Gone off the rails a bit. So I'm going to look at the bottom of the league, and that's Barnet at home to Newport County. Barnet are five points away from safety with just nine left to play for. They need to win this game this weekend. If they lose and Grimsby and Forest Green both win, um, Forest Green actually only need to draw, then Barnet are relegated. That's how serious their situation is right now. Newport, luckily for Barnet, don't really have anything to play for. 12th position, 57 points, 11 away from the playoffs, nowhere near relegation. So they've just got to go for it, and I'm sure they will. Martin Allen will have them up and ready for it. There's going to be some nerves, but I'm backing them to do it at 6-5. to five. They've won the last two home games. They've got to win to give themselves a fighting chance. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. Promises to be an interesting weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just to touch on the uh, forest on Forest Green, they're playing Chesterfield. So just to add an extra little spanner into that works, they're playing against bottom of the league and kind of looking dead and buried Chesterfield. So yeah, totally agree with that one. Um. I'm going to go back to the top of the league. Well, the top-ish. It's a little bit of a harsh price, but I do think Notts County will beat Yeovil. Uh, they're 8-13, yeah. so it's, it's not great, but I, I do think they'll, they'll win that game. Yeovil, uh, no wins in the last four. Notts, their form tailed off just at the wrong moment, but just as you think that they're going to uh, be that team that completely tails off, uh, they have won back-to-back games, um, and I expect them to make it a third in a row at home to Yeovil. Yeah, I agree. Generally, I think Notts County will be pleased with the playoffs. If you said to them at the start of the season, would you take the playoffs, they'd have said yes. 
but considering how they were at or near the top of the league for so long, um, especially in the first half of the season, you got to you can't help but be a bit disappointed with how they've tailed off a bit. Yeah, I I think unfortunately, I think they're going to come up short. Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. I think Exeter are going to uh, are going to take the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I don't think it matters who's going to be in the final against who. I think if Exeter are in it, they go up. Do you know what? I think the, I think Lincoln final. could be could be underdogs for the playoffs. Yeah, um, Bucky's didn't think so, did they? <laughs> Starting the season, me and you had a right chuckle about their price. I know. I know. New, newly promoted into the league, third um, favourites, I think they were for the league. Yeah, FA Trophy winners, uh, and yeah, why not Lincoln? Um, right now, you're looking at Exeter, not Lincoln and Coventry, if the league finished tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but Mansfield and Swindon may have something to say about that. Absolutely. Anything else that you like the look of this weekend? Um, yes. Yes, there is. Um, just touching on Lincoln, actually. Uh, they've got a home game against Colchester. Now, Colchester are no mugs. They're only seven points off the playoffs. They're sat in 11th. They've had a solid, solid season. They have lost their last two. And Lincoln, traditionally, are just absolutely fire when they play at home. So, yeah, four to five at home to Colchester. I think that's going to be a very, very comfortable home win. Yep, I'd agree with that one, too. Um, and for me, that wraps up League Two as a whole. Yes, League Two as a whole. The one thing I would throw in there, just very, very quickly, um, we've got uh, Mansfield and uh, Swindon. They're both at home against what would seem to be very winnable games. Mansfield at home to Port Vale, Swindon at home to Grimsby. Two gigantic banana skins, both woefully out of form at the right end of the table and uh, just want to warn the profit chasers just to read into their form just before you go uh, chucking your money around. Yeah, especially Mansfield, Port Vale. The last three times Port Vale have played a game against Mansfield um, at Field Mill, Port Vale have won 1-0 every time. So that wraps up everything. We'll now recap last week's terrible bomb-proof trebles. Before we start, we better we should start with an apology because these were absolutely terrible. We did have the winner the week prior to this, so we are looking for two on the bounce, and I think we followed up with probably the worst ones we've ever had. So <laughs> we can only apologise for that, guys, and hopefully correct things this weekend. I'll start with my bomb-proof treble from last week. So I had Swansea, and they drew one all at home to Everton. He also had Wigan. They drew nil-nil at home to Rotherham. And I also had Hull, and they lost 1-0 at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Following up with an equally bad uh, treble, I had classic championship bottle jobs, Derby County. Uh, they lost 3-1 away at Burton Albion. He also had Accrington Stanley, who drew one all at home to Exeter. And I had the 5.30pm kickoff, Fulham, who conceded in the last minute to hand promotion to Wolves and drew 1-1. Yeah, not the best. Let's move swiftly on to this week's <laughs> bomb-proof trebles. 
Yes, guys. So uh, this is the world, farmer, world famous part of the show, uh, the Bomb Proof Trebles. This is where me and Tom put together all of our opinions, research, gut feelings into a treble, hopefully to win you guys some money for the weekend. This part of the show is also sponsored by Quiff, uh, home of supercharged betting. Quiff are an awesome brand new online bookie that supercharge your odds on random occasions. So every price that we read out, if you bet this treble with Quiff, it can go from 7 to 1 to maybe 25 to 1 to maybe 30 to 1, 40 to 1, 100 to 1, whatever it can be, it can be quiffed into the stratosphere. All of the links to download an app uh, through our referral codes are in our Twitter description, the podcast description on the website, etc., etc. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, do you want to go first this week, my friend? Yep, this one's called the Redemption Treble. So we're going to start. Oh, love it. Yes, and hopefully when you hear it, you will love it even more. Um, we're going to start in League One with playoff chasing hopefuls Plymouth against relegation fodder Northampton, and Plymouth are six to five. We're then going to go to League Two for Exeter at home to Crawley, and they're four to five. And finally, we're going to stick with Barnet. They're at home to Newport, and they're six to five as well. Uh, Ten pounds on that returns. 87 back. Oh, that's tasty. That's good stuff. Um, do you think that's the Barnet, the Barnet price? Uh, Barnet uh, over over evens. Plymouth again are also over evens. So um, nice. It, it's not going to be a comfortable treble. I think I can tell you that much. Strap I think, yourself in. It's strap you yourself in. I think the Barnet fixture. I think they'll win. But I think it's going to be a bum squeaking, twitching one nil or something. <laughs> yeah, a classic Martin Allen yeah. relegation survival game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but decent returns. Yeah, decent returns. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I am going to follow up obviously with a treble of my own. So my treble is an all championship affair um, it is called the road to the premier league <laughs> um wolverhampton wanderers they're already on the road they're fully exceeding the speed limit uh, they've already booked their hotel in premier league destination they are evens away at bolton and um, we are looking at aston villa who are hot on the heels they're three to four away at ipswich and the late kickoff, the 7.45, Cardiff at home to Nottingham Forest, 1-2. to two. £10 on, pays a respectable 53. Yeah, I like the look of that, mate, definitely. Um, I even reckon that you could safely put Cardiff at minus one and they'd still win that. Oh, yeah, a million percent. I did toy with that idea, uh, but I... I thought we'll just go on the nose for now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tom's right. We really fancy Cardiff, especially out of uh, every team I read out there. Yeah, I like that treble though. Two good trebles definitely, definitely should be more successful than last week's. So. Yes, fingers crossed. Um, um, competition time. You've still got time to enter the competition, guys. You can win a £20 free bet on us. All you got to do is head over to iTunes 
and rate and review the podcast. Um, screenshot us when you've done it. Send it to us via social media or email, which Tom will tell you all the uh, accounts you can find us on in a minute. So you've got until 11.59pm Friday, this Friday, to get your entries in. Um, thank you to everybody who's entered so far. There's a £20 free bet in it for you if you are uh, our selected lucky winner. Yeah, take that two minutes just to review us. Um, it would mean a hell of a lot to to us to do, to do that. Um, Tom did touch on the contact information. I'm going to run through that. Uh, there are numerous ways for you to keep in touch with us after the show. Um, we're most active on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast, uh, to keep up to date with all of our tweets. We're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. Um, you can also email us directly, uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Time to quickly go over um, fancy football. Again, another free bet is on offer for the winner of Fancy Football. We're recording this midweek, so there are a couple of games to be played at the time of recording. However, Tom, you were about to say... Niall McNally has been knocked off top spot. Da, da, da! (laughs) The drama. (laughs) <laughs> wow. No, poor Niall. He's been top for months and months on end. Yeah, he's the Notts County of fantasy football, isn't he? <laughs> uh, there's, there's always one that seems to tail away. It's not over, um, but as it stands right now, Charlie Donnelly is three points clear of Stephen Cairns and nine points clear of Niall. Um, as we're saying, we've got some games that are yet to be played at the time of recording but it's all to play for it's actually an exciting end I'm so happy it's so exciting um, just 21 points separate first and fifth so everyone in that top five has still got a chance of winning it's also good on a side note to see Stephen Cairns doing well this week after he Facebook messaged us to tell us that he'd taken my advice on the last podcast and actually used his triple captain this week why you would listen to Tom Pipkin, who is languishing, I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, he did. He used Harry Kane as his triple captain, got him 30 points. Um, as it stands for this week, he's notched up a very handsome 104 points. So <laughs> I, I, I think it worked. Yeah. Why don't you use your tips on your own team? Mate, I've used my bench boost this week. I'm on 86 points. I'm having a very good week. Ooh. Oh, look at you, And fancy pants. Speaking of bench boosts, if there was somebody in our league who should have used it, it was you. you Your bench, nine for Foster, four for Willian, game still to play, two for Ben Davis, ten for Long, game still to play. There's like at least 25 points there you could have had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully aware. Um, Yeah, Eric Bailly. Is obviously probably not going to make an appearance for me. So there's me getting excited that Kevin Long's going to step in on his 10 points. No, Ben Davis is going to on his two. Yeah, Ben Davis so, on his two. And why on earth would I put Ben Foster in goal <laughs> away at United? Nine yeah. points on his return. Unbelievable. But uh, 
hey, I'm finishing above you. That's all that matters. Unless you come up with an absolute avalanche of points, then well, uh, I think it was pretty sewn up. Yeah, I've got what well, I've closed the gap a bit. Less than a hundred behind now. My target's top thirty. Um, I've had a strong end to the season. Yeah, yeah, a, a strong end. You keep telling yourself that. Yeah, it's been a good season. <laughs> yeah, as compared to where I was, but um... <laughs> yeah, you you actually have had like a, a good a good second half of the season. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, so good stuff. Um, pretty much it for the show, I believe. Yep, that's right. Thank you for tuning in. As ever, everybody, it's been a pleasure to record. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening as well. Yeah, fingers crossed, guys, we can get you some uh, profit for the weekend. That would just be absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing those winning bet slips. Yeah, me too. Please do enter the competitions as well. Um, we'd really appreciate that. I'd help us an awful lot. Um, but that's all for me this week, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.